Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. since around kindergarten you've been being taught that sharing is caring but when is sharing an ulterior motive when is sharing being used on you as a weapon you didn't know they could do that well relax i'm gonna explain it to you you ever wonder why every time somebody gets ready to ask you for some money or to ask you for a favor they tell you a story a sob story you ever wonder why you ever have a boss, a supervisor, maybe even a co-worker that, um, maybe even a co-worker that would just insist on telling you about your life, but they're telling you about their life while simultaneously asking you different details about your life. So, let me dig into this, let me go down this rabbit hole a little bit. This is just something I was thinking because... Once I discovered this tactic and realized why people do it and how it's used, it it really kind of gets on my nerves. I learned about this during a class that I was taking on interviewing and interrogation techniques. So some people call it mirroring. Some people call it reflecting. It's all type of different terms that go along with it. But the gist of it is, The reason why someone would tell you a story before they ask you for something is because they're trying to build a common ground. They're trying to get you to relate to them because they're hoping, they're banking on the fact that at some point you've been in a similar situation or you know someone that has been in a similar situation. So that's going to tug at your heartstrings a little bit. It's not necessarily to create It is to create sympathy, but sympathy is not really the main goal. Sympathy is really more of like a side, a side, uh, uh, dang, side creation, I guess I'm gonna put it like that, that spawns from you being able to relate to what they're talking about. Because most of us have been down on their luck. They have been down on um, their finances and so on and so forth before. And see, so how this works, what I learned, while I was taking this class, while I was gathering this information, was that, right? People are more likely to share with somebody that they feel will understand Candy Crush. Who the hell added Candy Crush to my... Never mind. What was I saying? People are more likely to share with um, people that they relate to. See, there's a study I can't I don't know the name I know I'm always talking about these studies that I've read or, or, or whatever but I can never tell you where to go that's what Google's for bro I'm not a freaking philosopher this is my expert amateur opinions on, on, on things these is developed thoughts but either way I digress so 
the idea is people are more likely to share it with people that they relate to. The study that I was referring to was okay. Basically, have you ever noticed or pay attention to that when if if, if you walk into a room where you don't know anyone, most people uh, commonly will go and place themselves next to or in the midst of the group of people that look the most like them whether it be you're a male and they're male or whether it be you know you're black and they're black or whether it be that you dress in a hip-hop fashion and they dress in a hip-hop fashion when you enter a room where you don't know anybody you're going to try to align yourself with the people that you feel closest to and uh, based on that first judgment which is going to be appearance because you don't know any of these people. The same concept is what people are applying when they tell you that sob story uh, before they ask you for the money because what they're doing is they're trying to build a bridge between the two of y'all so that you can be like, damn, man, I've been through that before. Like, there's a guy in my old neighborhood who I've seen him for years. He's still around there. He has a daughter, and I have I have a daughter, and they're about the same age. So when, the first time I bought, ever bumped into him, that's how the conversation started. He started talking about how it was to be a dad, being a single father, and da 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 da. And then you know he asked me for some work. He didn't ask me for any money. He asked me for some work that I have a lawn he could cut, car need washing, any of this type of stuff, which it, he knew I didn't have any. Uh, uh, housework for him to do because clearly he, he had to know that I lived in an apartment complex because this is where he always seen me was in this apartment complex so he got me that time too I gave him a couple of dollars off the strength not only because that's the type of person that I am but partially because I felt his story because like I said there's, there was uh, there was times where I only had like 30 bucks in the bank and I had to feed me and my daughter so I understood that struggle, I related to him. So I wanted to help him because I had been through similar circumstances. And that's why people would do that in that uh, in that aspect of the conversation. <clears throat> now, to your workplace. This is where it gets tricky and this is where it gets to me disrespectful. You know, because they taught us in this class to do everything from, like if I sit down uh, beside you I want to uh, imitate your posture. I'm going to, if you cross your legs, I'll cross my legs. You put your hand on your chin, I put my hand on your chin. I'm going to mirror you. I'm trying to build a relationship with you to make you feel like we're the same guy. If you talk in, um, if you talk like a, if you talk as if you're educated, then I'm going to talk to you that way. If you talk, if you use more vernacular, then I'll use vernacular with you, just you know, to make you feel comfortable. But when applied in the workplace, people do this in order to gain your alliances because you know somebody that you feel, somebody that you relate to, you'll be willing to run through a brick wall for this person. You'll be willing to do anything that you can for this person because you feel like y'all are the same person, right? So that's why uh, you'll catch the people, the people will be sitting there and they'll be like, oh, where you from? 
Oh, you know, I'm from, um, I'm from North Carolina. Oh, yeah, North Carolina. I got some family in North Carolina. What part of North Carolina? Shelby? Oh, yeah, I know where that's at. They got no fucking idea where Shelby is. They're just trying to make you, trying to connect with you. So what's what's it like? That's kind of like a kind of like a rural area to dig in. Because if you say you came from the country, then they came from the country. If you say you came from the city, they came from the city. If you were poor, they were poor. You get just what I'm saying? So they're trying to build that mentality. Not mentality, that was wrong. They're trying to build that connection with you to make you feel like this guy is just like me. Bosses do it, supervisors do it, coaches do it a lot, police officers do it a lot, um, even prosecutors, detectives, all those type of people. They're trying to build that lane between you two that's just like, this guy is just like me. So I should tell him what he wants to know. I should work with him because he'll be willing to work with me. He understands. Or, yeah, I should stay a little bit later tonight because this guy, I, I, he, he gets it. He gets me and, you know, he's in a pinch and he needs somebody to be there and step in for him and make sure this gets done. I should be that guy for him because, you know what, at the end of the day, he's just like me. You'll never tell yourself these things. It's never really a conversation that you'll have out loud unless um, somebody else asks you your opinion of that person. And that's when you hear people like, like, so how's uh Steve? He's like, yeah, Steve's alright. What you <laughs> because you feel like Steve is alright. You feel like Steve is alright because you relate to Steve. You feel like you and Steve are kinda of the same guy. So it's like, no, nah, Steve's not like that. Steve's alright. But you don't know how Steve approaches the other guy who he might not necessarily need um his alliance. So he he could Steve could be treating you and the other guy completely different because he needs for you to be there he needs you to have his back he needs to find ways to get you motivated and he's trying to build that connection man that's why you got to be aware of the share and you have to be aware of what you share because people that are skilled at detecting they're not even necessarily going to pour it on you right then and there they're going to stockpile the information and then later on in conversations they'll kind of drop little tidbits here and there and build it up because it takes time now the people who are very good they're going to throw that right back at you right at the spot on the spot right in the moment you know those are the ones who's like yeah when i was growing up man we were so poor i remember my mom could only buy us shoes like once a year we get uh shoes at the beginning of school and we had to make those shoes last until uh the next year we might get a pair for christmas and then it's like yeah I understand, man, because when I was coming up, man, I had to wear my big brother's shoes. I didn't even, my brother got the new shoes and I got the old shoes. Now, there's a possibility that this is true. And you all guys are connecting on that level because you have been through that same situation. But I'm say six out of ten times, this person is probably trying to just build that connection to you because it makes you feel good. Does it make you feel good when you relate to somebody, especially somebody that you felt like that you went into the conversation feeling like they may be a couple ladder rings up above you and then you feel like this guy came from the same place you did? That's the whole reason why we relate so much to and that uh, uh, will attach, get, get such attachments to like these celebrities, these ball players, these 
rappers, these singers, because, especially in hip-hop, because the hip-hop at one point was uh, the hip-hop or rap, whatever you want to call it, at one point it was about the struggle, the guys, and still to this day, they rap about the struggle, they rap about the hard times they had, even if they were selling drugs or doing whatever, they're going to rap about the good times, but they're going to rap about those hard times too, and if you're from the street, if you grew up in that environment, then you relate to those things, and it makes you feel like this guy's just like me. Beware of the share. We're going to keep this show rolling. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll get right back to it. new to you, you're probably saying to feel. So how am I supposed to say all that? Relax. I'm going to tell you. I developed my own technique for uh, <laughs> for handling this type of situation and to trying to discern whether people are generally interested in uh, my, my life or if they're just digging. Because, you know, there are certain questions that people will ask you, you know, where you're from, where you go to school, all this type of stuff. It's just, you know, um, conversation starters trying to get you talking. So what I like to do with people, if I'm wondering whether or not they're trying to uh, set me up to, to build uh, that relatability with me, I just start making shit up. Now, never anything major, never anything that'll, uh, that'll ever put you out there like, oh, man, this guy lied to me. Just say some shit like, um, yeah, you know, growing up I had a cat. They might have had a cat too. They probably, yeah, I had a cat too. Then say something like, oh yeah, but we had some, uh, we had some rabbits too. See if they had rabbits too. And then tell them, you know, yeah, we end up eating our rabbits. Now, the likelihood that they had a cat, rabbits, and that they ate their rabbits, is very small <laughs> so this is a you know it's just one of those telltale signs if they're just running with the, with the whole thing and telling you stories about their cat and their rabbits and how dad cooked the rabbits and we had no idea chances are they're bullshitting you and they're trying to build that story that relatability to you or you could just be dealing with one of those one-uppers you know the one-uppers that every the guy who every time you tell a story He's got a story. Just like yours, it's just better. If you played football um, and, and you scored the winning touchdown in the state championship game, this guy, he played football. He scored six touchdowns in one game. He was about to go play for FSU. 
but his knee blew out or his grades wasn't good enough or his Grammy died. Something happened that stopped that. that that's the one-upper. The one-upper always has a better story than you do. <laughs> but the guys who are trying to build that relationship with you, their story will kind of line up with yours. And I hate those people. to Stop doing that. Stop doing it. I understand why you do it in an in, interrogation or interview type situation. But stop doing that to try to gain people's trust so that you can use them. Because there are those of us out here that are indoctrinated members of the League of Shadows. <laughs> they know what the hell you're doing and we don't like it. But yeah. What else we got to talk about today, man? I just wanted, for some reason, I just felt like talking about that, man. But what else we got, man? Comic Con, Atlanta Comic Con was coming up this weekend. My daughter asked me, can we go? And then she threw it in there, too, that 12 and under, get in for free, and she has 11. So she's trying to sell me on the idea that we should go to Comic Con. And since I'm on vacation, officially starting today, might actually go out there man on a friday i definitely will go on a friday while hopefully everybody else still because it starts at like 12 on friday so we could get out there while everybody else is at work or at least hopefully while everybody's at work and enjoy that opening day because you know all the cool stuff what i've learned about comic con and dragon con walker stalker con and all the different cons except the x cons that come to atlanta is like that first one or two days are the best days to go if this goes from friday to sunday friday is really generally going to be the best day to go because all the people that are scheduled to be there will usually be there friday it may be later on in that uh the later part of the day friday but they're going to be there friday and then saturday it'll be jumping and then if you go on Sunday, people have already started moving out. People have already started leaving. I went to, remember we went to Walker Stalker Con and uh, the guy who played Rick and who else was gone? He was gone. Uh, the guy, I can't remember his name. Most of the other of the main characters was gone. The guy who was from Everybody Hates Chris, he was still there. I remember Carl, the guy who played Carl. He was still there, but most of the main characters had already left on Sunday by the time we went. They, but they were there Friday and Saturday, so you know, like I say, maybe we will roll up out there. We'll see what the what the day brings when the weekend comes, and definitely we'll share that information with you. Yeah, in the midst of working on bringing you guys some more interviews. Kevin Bookman, gonna get him on here. Got a couple more people in mind, but I'm not going to mention them as of yet because it's not definite. He's definitely locked in and ready to come on the show. It's really been mostly on my part that um, we we haven't done anything yet, but it's time to get this thing cranking and rocking and rolling. I was trying to avoid doing interviews on my show for a long time just simply because it's hard to connect with people. It's hard to get people lined up and get people, you know, you know, you may have someone living all the way on the West Coast and you're trying to do an interview with them and you got to get the timing right. And it's just a lot. So I've been avoiding it. But the time is now. The future is now. It's time to be a Jetson. 
So I'm going to get some of these interviews rolling. I got a couple comedians that I have in mind, uh, a couple authors, you know, some business people, things like that. And I'm going to bring them to the show. And, you know, in the process of streamlining the show, a little bit more to give you guys, bring you guys a, a more diversity to the content. I think it's definitely time for that. And I hope that y'all all are here for it. I hope that y'all are still there and y'all growing with me. But y'all didn't come here for that, did you? Nope, y'all came here. And that's exactly what I'm going to give you. Discipline of the day. Beware of the share. They say, A wise man has something to say, and a fool has to say something. Be careful. Be kind of stingy with the information, the amount of information, the type of information that you're lending out. Because what you say can and will be used against you. Always remember that too. Everybody has an agenda and conversation rules the nation. So there's agendas in those conversations. And those conversations could be the uprising or the downfall of you and your career, your relationship, your friendships. Uh, your endeavors, new endeavors that you're trying to get into. Be careful, be wary of people trying to pick your brain. But don't be afraid to share information. Don't be afraid to share knowledge because knowledge should be shared. But when people are trying to dig and, and pick into your personal affairs and your personal business, take a stop, stop, take a second, take a step back, especially, I'm speaking especially for when you're doing business and in the workplace. Take a step back and think about what you're, what you're going to answer and think about how you're going to answer it before you answer it because you don't never know what that person's intentions are, whether they're trying to find out your personal business so they can use it against you or whether they're trying to find out your personal business so they can build a bridge between you and them so that they can use you to their benefit. Now, being used is not always a bad thing you just got to figure out the right situation that you're going to let yourself be used in. But do not allow yourself to be manipulated. Take this information, use it however you will. But remember to be the reason somebody's motivated and masturbated today. Now get some good food up in you because you're going to need that energy while you're out here getting shit done. Thank y'all for tuning in to the VLDI Thoughts by the VLDI Podcast. I love y'all. I'm out here, man. Peace.